Hello, my name is Richard Miller, and welcome to Never Not Here. Three tricky little words, the name of our show, and Never Not Here is just that part of us that's human. Uh, we're always a human. Uh, Never Not Here is the, just that part of us that when we wake up in the morning, we know we're here. What do, why do we know uh, that we are? And that's one thing that's really sure. And uh, we've been doing uh, a lot of shows, uh, not so many in the studio, but uh, we're appearing in Chicago. Uh, we're appearing mostly with tape shows, not, and this is a live show. A little bit later, we're going to put our number up, and uh, we're going to invite calls from the city of Chicago. And uh, we actually have uh, uh, tape shows in the suburbs, too. We're in the north and the west, out by Elmhurst and uh, in the south, too. So we're having a lot of fun with uh, with the TV, and uh, now we've really into something new. We learned how to webcast, and we've been going about four months, and uh, our website is up. It's uh, nevernothere.com, and uh, if you go to nevernothere.com on Wednesday night at seven and uh, Sunday night Sunday afternoon at, at one generally, and we've done let's see, I don't know four months times four weeks. Uh, 16 shows. I, I can't even count that high, but we've done uh, we've done uh, a lot of shows, uh, and uh, we've got a full schedule on our webcast. And uh, what the heck are we talking about? You know, if you really just wanted to use a uh, mundane words, you'd say, well, it's a spiritual discussion. It's a philosophy show. Uh, we're talking about life. Uh, and uh, but we especially love today because today we're in your living room, and thanks for inviting us. And, uh, you know, we hope we're talking to what we could call the unoriented being. And uh, the unoriented being is th those people that aren't really looking for anything, you know. You're not looking to get spiritual. You're not looking to figure out religion. You're not looking uh, to have a meditation or a meditative experience. And uh, we have this some group of people that uh, we're kind of wackos, you know, but uh, we, we really get into... Uh, trying to figure out uh, what is peace, you know, and uh, where do we come from? And uh, uh, hopefully it doesn't interfere with our, uh, with the way we participate in society because we're not trying to become dysfunctional. Uh, and so we're the secret club, you know, and so uh, everybody's laughing around here, so maybe <laughs> I'll introduce a few people. The secret, but we don't, we're not looking for any seekers. We're not looking for any club, and we're not looking to orient you. You know, we don't want the oriented being. We want the unoriented being is just uh, Joe Citizen and uh, and uh, Josephine Citizen that's out there living their life and saying, well, you know, it's not that easy to live in a city, and uh, we rub up against a lot of people, and uh, there's a lot of desires, and a lot of things don't seem to work for us, you know, and it, uh, we're really stressed out at our work, and uh, you know, the politicians maybe they're not doing what they promised, you know, and. Uh, we don't have any curb and gutter on our street after all these years, you know, and uh, so about every two years there's a big rain, our basement floods. I mean, there's problems and problems. And uh, we just want to look into the nature of the problems and the nature, uh, the nature of, like, really what makes up who we are, you know, like what makes up, what's the mechanism of how we think and how we perceive and, uh, and how we get a problem and how we solve a problem. And, uh, and, uh, 
So anyhow, I'm getting uh, off on a tangent. I think I'm talking too much already, but uh, we're going to really get into it tonight, and uh, I hope that you're going to stick around. We've got an hour show, and uh, so uh, before I go too much farther, let me introduce our guest, and we're here with lovely Jack O'Keefe, and Jack O'Keefe is coming from Ireland. Uh, she's actually been in the States for about a week, uh, and where do you think she went? Chicago. Uh, before Chicago, she went to Maui. So anyhow, Maui's not all that great, you know. She came <laughs> back to Chicago. So, so Jack, uh, thanks for giving us this time. Thanks you for know. having me. We're going to have a really great time, you know, because Jack's going to be in town for a week, and there's, we're going to tell you later about a bunch of meetings. We're going to give you some phone numbers. There's going to be two phone numbers, to, one to call for tonight and one to call to find out how to uh, participate in some meetings. But there's going to be eight meetings and uh, just in this week, and so it's really going to be intense. And, you know, if you don't get your questions answered tonight, there's going to be plenty of opportunity to do it. And uh, so anyhow, what do you think, Jack? We're always talking to, uh, wait a minute, one more thing. we got a beautiful studio audience, so let's introduce them. And uh, so some people just wanted to come in person and uh, kind of root us along, and so then... Uh, uh, that's the best of luck. And uh, what a beautiful summer in Chicago, I'll tell you. Uh, I love it. So, am I talking too much? No, it's fine. I'm really going What's for too it. Much? Huh? What's too much, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. So, you know, one thing, Jack, uh, uh, on the show, and both in our recorded shows and our, and our webcast now, we're always kind of saying that it, it doesn't take any special preparation to know who you are. Mm. You know. And so then actually I've fallen into the habit as I never qualify our guests. You know, I never say you're a PhD and you've done this study. You have written a book and it's called Born to Be Free and darn it we didn't bring it, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Born to Be Free a little bit. But I, I don't qualify anyone, you know, like I mean who are you to talk about life, you know? Yeah, that's it. Who am I to talk about life? How do we get off doing that? I suppose talking happens, doesn't it? Different subjects happen, different activities in every day, they happen. But when you think you're doing it because you're a teacher, because you've got a PhD, because you're so-and-so, when that identity is running, there's an investment and you're trying to prove something. And you know what? It's a burdensome situation to be presenting something because you've got this identity that you've invested so much supporting you. You think it's supporting you? But aha, uh -huh. there comes a point when it's like whoa, hard work to sustain who you think you are. And if all of that is dropped, and I think that's probably, I'm guessing that's why you don't introduce people with titles and letters and all that, because if you know you're nothing, that you're nothing and all you worked for is worth nothing. It was fun getting the degrees and diplomas and whatever it was, but it's worth nothing got no currency except in your own head and maybe within particular circles in society. Let me the option to speak from nothing any day, knowing yeah. that I'm nothing and I have nothing to lose and nothing to gain. So then talking happens and there's a lightness and a freedom in it. There's a freedom. I like ah. when you said freedom. You know? That's exactly what popped yeah. in my head. Yeah, and it's fun. You know, life, life can become, I don't know, easy. There's a flow to everything. Even being peed off with something, even being depressed is part of the flow. You know, but if there's no expectation of being another way, it's a lot easier. 
Even being depressed can be kind of I've never enjoyed. been an expert, you know. I got a degree and stuff, you know, and I thought I would get a job from it, which probably I never did, you know, because I didn't really have that kind of an interest. Well, you know, I was just so nervous, I guess, that I, mm. I couldn't sit behind a desk, and I had this kind of engineering job that would, I'd have to look at plans and figure things and sit there and calculate, and I'd rather go out and nail some boards or something like that, you know, yeah. just work it all out yeah. through my body. Yeah, and you know, the amount of people who feel they're bluffing you know, with, with all the, the qualifications, if you had worked as an engineer, I bet there might have been a time when you felt you were still in over your head or bluffing, even though a piece of paper on the wall might say you can pull it off. You have to bluff your boss, right? You totally feel, yeah, most people <laughs> at some point feel that they're in over their head and that they're just bluffing and they actually don't know anything. You know, and that feeling of being a fake, it's just part of mind. It's part of that whole feeling of like, yeah, because you are not the engineer. That's not what you are. That's what you do. And we identify ourselves like, well, I am, a, whatever, a music teacher. Do you know? And it's like, no, my goodness, why limit yourself so much? That's a currency in society, but it's not what you are. And then the big questions begin. So what are you? Oh, yeah. And when that starts well, Let's not jump too fast, you know. <laughs> what are you? But anyhow, that's it. you know, like, uh, I, I've never been an expert in anything, but I mean, I, why am I doing this? I don't even know. Why am I up here on this stage and why am I doing these broadcasts and I mean I'm not really an expert or a teacher I'm not really teaching it is a kind of a passion there's a passion to it sure sure and so uh, it's just what I like to do and what I like to share and and what I what I felt impacted my life and somehow it's overflowing yes and when that when that innate flow is followed when there's something urging you to take action it's not that, well, I don't take responsibility for it. Responsibility happens. But there's a kind of a, the head gets out of the way. There's that way of living, isn't there? Whereas rather than setting it up and having attack, uh, goals and objectives, aims and objectives, there can be a flow, something urging you to move something. But if you get your head involved, it's going to get heavy. And an obstacle will be presented. But there's an actual flow to things, you know? And gosh, it's an easier way to live, isn't it? Like if you've got to pay your mortgage. Oh, yeah. If you're going to think about it, it's going to do your head in. It'll give you a headache, right? It'll give you a headache. <laughs> and you say, i got to do that even next month, Absol and then yeah, even next month. Absolutely. And where does the thinking get you? Where does all that planning and scheming, scheming get you? But logic, something within you will generate an income. Something yeah. somewhere will make you pull it off or juggle the books. Oh, yeah. But the head wrecking, thinking about it, that seems to be the obstacle yeah. so often. Well, yeah, maybe it is. I don't know if everyone, you know, we can't really go out there and say, okay, everybody's racking their head. And so that, I mean, we don't know that. No. Maybe some people are just... Uh, this is how I get thought of this metaphor, you know, and this is how I want to kind of, I want to, maybe it's a little long-winded, but uh, try me on this one. And, uh, you know, I lived in Italy uh, for about 12 years, and you're Irish, so you're European. So then I, my wife is Italian, too, so she s says uh, everything in America, you know, it's so big and so exaggerated, you know. And uh, we like certain things, we, and I'm going to use the metaphor of food. You know, so we like uh, chocolate, you know, we like big burgers and fries, you know, we like a beer, we like coffee for sure. And uh, there's all kinds of things we like, and then it doesn't always really totally agree with us. And then we look up for something, you know, to put in there to kind of settle it all. Yes. And uh, in a way, what we really, may, in a simpler culture, maybe in Italy, maybe in Ireland, you would it actually crossed your mind to maybe leave some of that stuff out. Yes. 
and not put it in in the first place. Yeah. But here, more we're talking about, like, I want all those, my addictions, and I want something else to put on top of it that's going to make it all go down, you know, yes. and uh, not make me sick. And so then maybe that's something we can look at with how we live our life and with uh, what goes through our head. Because we, we have a lot of problems, or we manufacture problems, or we have a lot of challenges, or we have a lot of uh, um, uh, responsibility because we've got kids, we've got jobs, we've got uh, car payments, we got, uh, you know, we got to be a good citizen, we got to pay taxes, and, uh, you know, we got to treat the family right, we got family obligations. I mean, there's so many things, but then we got a leak in the roof, and then we got a uh, another problem, extra bills on uh, maintenance that we weren't expecting and all kinds of things. And then, in a way, we're looking like, um, where's that philosophy? Where's that, uh, where's that practice? Where are those thoughts that are going to calm us, you know? And so in this way, it's the same thing. It's like our overfull stomach, and we're going to put some more philosophies on top of it and make it all settle, you know? And maybe <laughs> what we should do is pull out some of those thoughts, right? <laughs> And simplify life some, and yeah. still handle all our uh, our relationships. And uh, yeah. basically, life is relationships. You know, relationships with our family, our boss, our society, uh, people on the road, people in the supermarket. In a way, it's all. You know, if we were all alone, I don't know. I haven't lived alone a life uh, uh, in the woods, or you know, mm -hmm. some Americans dream of that. Mm -hmm. You know, because that was our history of. Uh, Daniel Boone or something like that. Sure. We had people that were out in the country uh, just making it on their own, you know, and, and, and their own. But they had a relationship with nature and with the animals that they uh, that they hunted and ate, maybe, and a relationship with the plants that uh -huh. they, they uh, you know, used for sustenance. Or Yeah, I think, well, relating is part of being human, but it's more the thoughts of relating because relating happens. You buy the newspaper, you greet somebody, good morning, it happens. But it's more the thoughts that create the indigestion. That's what I was saying. Like, you yeah. know, when we have a certain a stressed day or a stress, yeah. stressed life. And, and in that of list of things that you gave, Richard, about all the things that happen, all the things that have to be sorted and done, every thought comes one at a time. We can't actually run two thoughts together. We can only focus on one. So when that feeling of being overwhelmed by a load of thoughts, it's not a load of thoughts. It's overwhelm, which is one thought. Ah, uh, one thought is the overwhelm, one that there's too many thoughts, right? Exactly. But it's only one thought. It's only one thought, that there are too many thoughts, I'm under pressure. The thought is I'm under pressure. It's not the leaking roof and the kids and the... It's not those things. They're like the leaking roof, split second. The kids, split second. Work, split second. Whatever it is, yeah. financial situation. They can't happen together, but overwhelm is a thought that's worth looking out for because that creates indigestion. That creates, you know, the, the, the weight. See, now now we're really getting in. And I think my metaphor worked because, like, uh, I was just saying, I was trying to say, like, maybe there's some thoughts that we want to pair away, you know, mm. instead of trying to put up some philosophy or some method or mm. some uh, guru or some mm. kind of spiritualism or even church, you know, put something on top of everything. And, and if we can just notice thoughts like you just said, the thought of overwhelm right there is yeah. a thought. Once you notice it, you could say, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it's about observing. This one is just going to immobilize me. That's right. It does immobilize. That's the nature of it. And it doesn't yeah. matter what your pot of overwhelm is filled with or what my pot of overwhelm is filled with. It's not about that. It's the thought of I'm overwhelmed. 
doesn't matter what's what's in it. What's overwhelming to somebody is not overwhelming to somebody else. So so what's overwhelming about? It's just the thought of overwhelm. That's all. It's not about the subject matter. So the freedom comes in observing how the mind works. And that tends to be what pulls a lot of people towards the spiritual or the philosophical questions. To see, well, what, what, what is this thing going on in my head? How much of what I think is actually real? And how come I can't re even remember my second last problem? Something I got really stressed about, not sure. What is it? What's the last thing you got stressed about? It's probably gone. It, oh, the last thing, and then the second to last thing, and the third to yeah. last thing, and by then you're really... Uh, oh, that's it, that's it. They're but gone, they're but now I'm at stressed. The time. Now but I'm now, stressed. This is now all I'm going to really Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is all important, and it's like, you know, in the scale of things, it's just a reaction to a thought. Because as long as one is a slave to their ideas, this is what will happen. As long as one is a slave to desires, you're going to eat too much and get the indigestion. But desires is just a mechanism of mind making you think something outside of you will make you happy. That's all that is. It's fine, but see it for what it is. It can't make you happy. It'll give yeah. you temporary well, peace. Well, it's not even that. Well, when we were talking about that, if we if we use the metaphor some more and just say the desires mm -hmm. of uh, uh, just like eating too much will make you happy. There's way more to it in, than that, you know. It's just somehow that it's a numbing or something. What's a numbing? Going to the fridge. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe with the, how can we put that to the mind? I mean, just going to your problems is a numbing, you know, and just say it's all too much. And it, if it immobilizes, it is a numbing, right? Yes. Instead of just going on one problem and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finance this roof. i got to have a new roof. Or maybe I could just patch the cracks down in the yes, yes. angles, you know, that would last for another year. Yes. Stepping back and watching life putting you on the roof or planning the roof. That's possible. That situation of stepping back. It doesn't mean disconnecting. It doesn't mean going off and living in the woods. That's just another idea because your head is going to go with you. Your mechanism of thinking is going to go with you, whether you're sitting in a cave in India or when you're off up in the woods, whatever, the other side of the lake. Your, your head is with you. Your overwhelm tendency, the, the, the desire to eat too much, whatever it is, it's going to go with you. You can't go anywhere, really. So There's no escape. There's no escape from what goes on in your head. There's only distraction. First of all, there's That's no escape the from is. this moment. I mean, we're yeah. always now. And yeah. we're always in this yeah. moment. And but as long as you're sla one is slave to one's thoughts, the numbing will happen when you go to the fridge. That's zoning out because the desire is taking over. That's what's happening, probably. That's People are happening. trying to get away from the moment. That's right. It's just too much. i got to get out of here. That's right. Which is so, just Well, it's either food, thought. but it's all... Yeah. It's just a thought. But it's also another thought. That's what yeah. throws us into another thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another thought. And another thought. And another thought. And for many, the, the idea of like, hey, there's a space between thoughts. And in there, where there's nothing happening, it's actually okay. And some people say, ah, no, but that's kind of scary. And it's like, no, no, that's the next thought. That's the next thought. You've just gone into the next thought. The space between the thoughts. There's a lot of spaces between thoughts. And attention can stay there. It's like there's like a, a falling through from the identity, from the going and the doing and the stress. And there's a space. But very often we join the dots and we don't see the space because it's like, no, this is all. Who in sees my the head. space? I open the book. I mean, I'm not yeah. looking at the white page. I'm looking at the at the print. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking at the white That's page right. at all. That's right. And so we're just we're just uh, trained to uh, 
look at objects. Yes. But life yes. is made up of way more than just objects. Yes. It's much, much richer. Uh, you and can put a word on it like richer, but it's just yeah. m much more vast, we can yes. say. And then it'll be up to you to find out that it's richer. Yes. There are layers to it. We're not trying to get anyone to believe anything. No, not at all. Not at yeah. all. It's all, in, it's all inside, cell, really. Right? But at a certain point, I guess, the tendency or the... Um, uh, the pattern of, of watching your mind, of asking, well, what's it all about? And what am I doing with my life? And so-and-so young person is dead now. And, and, and what was that about? And once events in life or the natural maturing of a midlife crisis very often can bring one to, to actually seeing, well, what is it about? What actually am I doing with all of this? And that slowing down is a super opportunity. And some people call it depression. A GP will see that as, as, as depression very often. You know, and oh, let's let's numb that thought because that's a scary one. Hey, jump into that. Welcome the scary ones, you know. Yeah. Welcome the scary ones, because all we can do is give sign signposts to whomever is listening and just say, yeah, yeah, those questions are okay. That's part of the human experience. And see what goes on in your mind, and and be okay about the sta spaces between thoughts, and jump into it, and don't be scared of jumping off the deep end, and see what happens. And if you find that you are nothing, happy days. Happy days if you discover you're nothing, you know? If it's just a string of ideas, and between the string of ideas, if there's just nothing, I would say, take away nothing. Now you're that. Now be okay with taking away nothing. Let there be an absence of nothing. So you're just saying that uh, without, even without any thoughts, you know, and we're just saying, okay, well, where did you find that? Well, just in the space between two thoughts, you know. Even without any thoughts, you are. You're there. So then this is like our investigation life. I mean, if thoughts, thoughts can lead you down a lot of weird paths, you know. And maybe some that you think are really pretty good. And then maybe they turn sour. But, I mean, thoughts are not really not, they, they're just kind of free flow. They just go anywhere. They I mean, do. you can see it because, I mean, uh, different countries are different ways and uh, yes. different religions are different ways. But, I mean, uh, different people have even thoughts that they want to kill themselves uh, and kill everyone else with them and uh, that that would be a good deal. Yeah. And, uh, and that seems pretty far out, pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess we were, it took a long time to catch on, too, because they even did it in the 40s with kamikaze. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we were so shocked, like, how could that ever be? Yeah. And, you know, it's probably going to happen again in some shape or form, it's not impossible. Maybe it's happening already in other countries, but the, you know, the media is so, gosh, we don't know what we're hearing. We don't know if that's the truth of, of what's happening. You know, it's gone to that situation, hasn't it? Well, I don't know about that. You know, I don't think we want to get into this no, That's such history, a big subject, <laughs> you know, no, like, can we trust the media? Huh? History does repeat itself. It does repeat itself. We, we can't say that that will never happen again. We don't know. We don't know. Is thinking getting any wiser? I doubt it. We're just cruising around with a load of thoughts. They're neither bad nor good. But the trick is, you're not your thoughts. Well, what I was just trying to say was uh, uh, the thoughts are not hooked. They're not anchored onto anything except, uh, okay, then uh, how about this? I think we got a call. So let's uh, let's see uh, what's happening here. Okay. So, uh, okay, I guess that call dropped. Uh, let's see. So anticipation, right? <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, we can invite callers now, I guess, uh, you know, uh, we hadn't, uh, uh, we got talking a lot there, and so.
you want to kind of lay a groundwork where you can kind of uh, stick your, your question. Really, you don't have to ask any special kind of question. But uh, uh, what I was just trying to say is that, uh, you know, it's nice to notice that thought is not, can really go really wild. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't seem like it's pegged to now what's happening, you know, because it's an interpretation of now what's happening, and everybody's got a different interpretation. And it seems like uh, thought is, in a way, what separates us. And, uh, from what? what do we from each other. From? Is you it know, that important? I don't know if it's even that thought? powerful or that important. Yeah. We, 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 it makes we, us think we're separate. From it makes each other. us think we're separate, and that is the thought. Yeah, and that's, that's a thought, a thought too. Yeah. And then uh, we don't thought? have to start with a premise that we're one or anything like that. I don't want to do that. That's a thought too. Show. Yeah, that's a thought too. They're all equally useful and useless. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. The quality control mechanism, you know, is. It's, it's a good functioning society because it kind of pulls things into order, you know, and, and one society has one set of rules. And as you said earlier, what's normal in another society might not be normal in, in a comparative one. But the set of rules help, help things to run. It helps, it's a system, do you know? And that's its place. Yeah. But, but not to take it any further. Not yeah. to take it any further, you know? They're just thoughts that, that are tools. Yeah, they're tools. They're good tools, yeah. you know, tools that I denied for a long time in my life, you know, because I thought, oh, society doesn't work for me, and so then, I don't know, those rules are no good for me. And I think a lot of people are like that, especially in a big city, because there's a lot of friction. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of people might want to say, well, no, I'm not a man of the rules, you know, I won't really kill anyone or really butt up against yeah. anyone in a real harsh way, but, yeah. you know, I'm my own man. Yeah. But, uh... And rules are not a problem. No, yeah, and rules but, are not but a problem. But the rejection of them or the seeing of them or imagining that they in some way are stopping what you are, that's a thought that creates suffering. It's more the individual thought that creates suffering. And if one can, can let's recognize... Let's say what suffering is. Mm-hmm. What do you, well, how do you... Because, uh, I mean, let's say what's, it's not necessarily pain. Because pain yeah. is pain. But yeah. suffering is kind of... For me, the suffering is a rejection of what is. Well, it's, it's an idea that, that there is an I who doesn't like what's happening. So it's not even a rejection of what is, because you can imagine something that's happening and you don't like it. Oh, yeah, it's not even really happening. It's, not it's even just really an imagination. Happening. Totally. It's a, yeah. an idea on top of an idea. Yeah. It's I don't like this. Therefore, I remember suffering. on our first talk, you know, and all our talks are actually online on nevernothere.com. And uh, I don't know, I've talked with Jack five times maybe and we're going to do another eight this is number nine right here this is another one too and uh we were talking about uh okay i think we might have a telephone call let's just see what we got here this time sure hello hi how are you i'm doing fine Uh, what's your name Uh, my name is naisha naisha hi hi i just have a question about miss jay's book could you give me more information regarding this all right. So Jack's got a book. We hadn't really talked about it yet. But no, it's go- no, I want to get some information about it. Is possible where we can locate the book? Yeah, sure, Naisha. Um, it's available online and also um, through your bookstore you can order it. So it's not on the shelves for some reason. I don't know. This is how distribution happens. It's new. So you it's can new. Order it. It's brand new. Yeah, it's only out five weeks or something. It's called Born to be Free. It's a short book and it's, the first line is, what does it take for you to be happy? 
So it starts looking at, well, well, what ha is happiness anyway? Is it something that you can get from the outside or from your work or from your partner or from the ideal? And it's like, no, it's not. That's a temporary hit. And that actually, at some point, can see, it can be seen that that's not good enough. That type of happiness, the short-lived one, is there something better? And this book will walk you through, it's only 120 pages, but it will walk you through what happiness really is and how it's absolutely attainable. It's your natural state. Mind takes us away, thoughts will take us out from happiness and stillness. But we're so busy thinking, particularly in our Western cultures, it's, you know, it's endorsed to have a busy mind, to be stressed, to be stuck in something. So finding out, well, how does the mind work then? And how can we step back from these thoughts and is that really happiness? And that's what's explored. So the book, you're not going to read it in like two sittings. It's, it's okay, do, does that make sense? Okay, then the next bit makes sense. So it's something to work through. But it's clear, it's concise, you know, it's, it, it's helped a lot of people because it goes from the beginning right to the end in terms of what happiness is about. That's an overview. That's mm -hmm. a great question. Uh, we should have maybe talked about that right off because the way you put it was pretty good, you know. Uh -huh. I read it twice so far, and I don't know. So it's really captivating. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it's. I, I don't mince words, you know. Yeah. So, so some people are challenged by it, and yeah, you, know, you challenge. There's no story in it, as my 85-year-old father says. There's no story, and I said, no, there's no story. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it, it's very useful because it teaches people or shows people the the subtlety of mind and how mind will play. And kid you that, oh yeah, this I'm happy, I'm happy. And it's like, no, that's actually a thought that you're happy. That's fine, but that will stop. So there is actually something that's not, that's much more pure, much more real, which is what your essence is. But we imagine if we're not running a thought that, whoa, it's scary, it's scary. Well, no, that's another thought. So how then does it happen that there are no thoughts? So one way of knowing, if you think my mind never stops, well, it does every night you go into deep sleep. Every night you're in deep sleep, there are no thoughts. Mind is just in abeyance, it's having a holiday. So then, kind of feels nice when you wake up. So what happened there? There's no thoughts, so that little space of no thoughts, something exquisite is there and it can become very familiar during your working day to actually be resting in that place of not following what the head is about. And still you manage to have a phone call. And still from that space of, of, of what is pure happiness, pure peace, pure fulfillment, still functioning will happen. But your mind will say, oh, no, it won't. It's like, actually, it will. So I guess it's a pointer. It's a pointer towards that, just to, just to see what, what really is the thing that's fooling us to thinking we have a personal life and we've got problems to solve and goal, goals to achieve. You know, fine, you can do all that, but there's more. Hello, there's more. Come and look, yeah. you know. It's an invitation for That's that. That's so no? cool because like, you know, like, you know, there's problems and bills and all these things. And then what happens, it seems to multiply. Yeah. And there's more problems and more bills. And then even the, the, the time, even to come to a show like this or tune, on, tune into it, maybe, oh, I don't have time, you know, because I got to, you know, I don't know. We work more and more than you know, the computers were supposed to solve so many problems. Yeah. And they made us only take our work home and work till midnight. But mind wants to be distracted. Mind wants, mind to wants be, it. It wants it. Yeah. It wants to be distracted. It wants to be busy. It's in its nature to be busy. Yeah. Do you know? So it's a tool. Use the mind as a tool. And we have to learn how to do it. You know, gosh, wouldn't it be great if, if, if our societies evolved so much that we taught our kids, and it was part of the curriculum in school, to learn how to use your mind. 
we don't how to use it instead of the mind is using me right absolutely because the mind is using you yeah and we think we're using our mind to solve math to solve something it's like no 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 your mind is the thing that's talking 24 7 you know unless you're in deep sleep and we never talk about that bit about managing that part do you see we follow desires without even knowing that it's your mind telling you this will make me happy and we subjectively go off and run into desires you know mm -hmm. let's so, see if let's see if we got another call okay i think you stimulated another one okay let's see <laughs> hello are you on online hello hi what's hi. your what's your name uh, my name's Keith. Hi, Keith. How's it going? Ah, really good. This is yeah, Jack, I was and uh, yeah. where I can get uh, this book and how I can get it. Okay, it's it's on it's twenty two fifty. It's on Amazon. dot com, or it's also uh, the book publishers. If you the, mm, actually the ISBN would be a good thing to do, which is on your website and my website. Right. Um, okay, nevernothere.com talks a little bit about the book. You know, we don't have it for sale or anything, but uh, 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 you can, if you do, you have a computer that you can go to, Keith, and uh, check some of these things out. Okay, I think he just asked a question and is off now. Sure, sure. So, so it's either Amazon.com or your local bookstore will stock it for you. Yeah, that'd be cool to ask uh, your local bookstore just to uh, Yeah, if they just pump in Born up. to be Free. Born to be Free. They find the ISBN number. Jackie O'Keefe. Yeah. Jackie probably is, is what is how Yeah, you either. It's, it mixes yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, wait a sec. O'Keefe is O K E E F F E. Yeah, that's so it. So there's two E's, two F's, and another E. That's it. And even the title, Born to be Free, should get it for you, Keith. Um, and get them to order it for you so you've no postage and packing and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. How's the studio doing? Are you asleep yet? <laughs> so, let's see if we got a call. We might have another one. Hello, are you on? Uh, yes. Uh, what's your name? I'm Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. How are you both? Uh, we're, right we're just great. <laughs> great. Um, I'm enjoying the program. Um, I'm, I'm particularly uh, pleased to see uh, more uh, conversation that addresses the, um, well, the limitations of thought. I, I think we grew up in a society where um, I'm 60 years old, and for many years I thought if I could just cram enough into the computer, then I will reach this enlightenment. And it's really not about getting everything, but uh, or anything. It's about getting rid of everything. Yes. And I think uh, you know, truth begins where thought ends. Yes. And you seem to have this type of enlightenment. I haven't read your book, but I, I when I listen to people like yourself, I I, I, uh, my favorite uh, philosopher is, is uh, J. Krishnamurti, and I'm, I'm curious if you have ever been influenced by, by his philosophy. Uh, prior to him, it was all about, uh, you know, thought prevails, and when I, when I got into Krishnamurti, it taught me that, uh, wow, this is, uh, th this is the part, not the whole. That mm -hmm. thought is, uh, is, is actually finite, that this truth, this love, this happiness, this fulfillment, this what we all seek uh, uh, is beyond thought. 
And you all seem to be, uh, you know, approaching that vein, which I find particularly delightful. Someone shared with me, uh, Bob, that uh, Krishnamurti's speech when he dissolved the Order of the Star. He must have been about yes. 31 or 32, you know. Maybe that's, that's right. going around on the Internet now. And I read it actually on one of the shows, or I kind of read, read about half the paragraphs there. And, you know, it was just that uh, truth is a pathless land, you know. Absolutely. There's no and, path. And, I think and, that's uh, how it started and, out. And, and the essence of that speech was, you know, don't, don't follow Jesus, don't follow Buddha. Don't follow Krishnamurti, but uh, if if there is truth, if he, he was never so presumptuous to say that there is, but uh, if there is this thing beyond thought, I guess, then let's discover it together. You know, in the moment. Of course, there is a thing beyond thought, cool but then approach. we're just we're just. Uh... We're, we're just so conditioned to jump from one thought to another. Like we said, we don't look at the page, we only look at the writing. Yeah, and well, particularly in this society, um, particularly in this society, I've had the opportunity to travel to uh, the Himalayas, to Bhutan, and, 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 uh, and Tibet, and Nepal. Uh, and, uh, you know, before the Himalayas, there was a plan A and a plan B. And after the Himalayas, there's a plan C, D, uh, X, Y, Z. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, it really kind of screwed me up. I, 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 uh, I came back a stranger to my own land. Um, um, I, I kind of lost the battle. Give us a long view, war. Bob. Tell us how I, it changed your. War. You know, I was and just I thinking, still, like, I, still uh, with that, uh, frankly. I was just thinking, like, uh, g tell us uh, how it changed your life. You know, okay, you lost the battle for a, a while, but then something came over you, right? Well, I, I'm still a product of my environment. Uh, you know, I still grew up uh, in a, an entrepreneurial, successful family uh, business in Connecticut, and, and I, I like winning. I'm an A personality, and and those uh, those human aspects don't change. But uh, when you get when you see the other side, um, it's it's initially very confusing um, and disruptive. Maybe and it does. Maybe it does real, change. You know, real challenge is to kind of how do you simulate. You know, your feet are on the ground, but your head is in the clouds. Do you have a you know, question have... for Jack? I'm sorry? Let's see if you have a question for Jack. Uh, I'm, I'm, did I, are you talking to me? Yet? Yes, Bob. I was just wondering if you had a question. Something that's bugging you or some, you know, something that you, well, no, you want a, a deeper sure understanding on. Uh, you know, you had a, another philosopher on, a fellow, a, a few weeks ago. Um, who also kind of seems to follow this line of the limitations of thought. And I've waited quite a while. Um, I, I think your station is not necessarily mainstream, but nevertheless, wonderful to, um, you know, to kind of, it's almost uh, the ability to, uh, it's, it's a total paradigm shift. What you folks are doing, uh, what I'm hearing, uh, requires you to have a total paradigm shift, and it's extremely difficult for most people to do that. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question would be, uh, what influenced you? Um, is it an Eastern type of philosophy which influenced me, or were you kind of, kind of born to this uh, awareness? Um, mm. Is it a work in progress, uh, all of the above, none of the above? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I suppose a little bit like yourself, Bob, when you said that you were filling your, your mind for so long and then, you know, 
you hit a point and thinking that's not it that's just that's accumulating accumulating and that's not going anywhere and it was a bit like that for me um and i suppose the 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 beginning was uh i i went into psychotherapy when i was 19 as a client and i spent eight years talking about me and my trauma and and that space gave me the skills to observe my mind and so then when i was 30 i became clairvoyant all of a sudden like literally all of a sudden and there was Casper hanging from the roof everywhere and I thought I was on an acid trip but that's not what had happened um so my third eye was open so then the non-physical all of a sudden was presenting as real and I thought whoa so 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 what's going on now and so it brought me into that the non-physical or that my mind believed a certain set of things and now it seems like anything that can be thought can exist um and I never knew what was real and what wasn't real and so that brought me into the, that healing world and I got caught in the new age thing for a while um, until I suppose uh, some breakthroughs started happening because meditation started to pull. The silence became more interesting than what could be uh, seen on the outside. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, so yeah. Wh- wherever I could find silence. So at the time there was an eye who was looking for silence and so that's meditation, isn't it? Where we're trying yeah, to hone down the mind and we think we have to stop the mind. And then one day it's like, whoa, the mind is the very thing that makes me think I exist as an individual. So do I actually exist at all? Do I exist? Or is this just a thought which makes me believe I'm existing? Because when there's a thought running, there's an I who thinks she's having that thought. If there's no thought running, do I exist at all? Something exists, but I don't exist. Yeah, it's a very complex uh, uh, irony, and even having the knowledge, even touching this truth, it's still, uh, I have to keep reminding myself, or uh, the the mind and thought and ego kind of gets carried away, and all of a sudden you're off and running, and you have to, you fall off the horse of truth and knowledge and and, and awareness, and and it just just doesn't, I, I think Jesus and Buddha and all the enlightened people probably have the same dilemma in the human form because, you know, we must survive and we are mind and, and we are ego also. And, you know, we, we, you know that, that it's almost a duality. Let's say, hey, Bob, Bob uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let, let's let Jack talk a little bit about the complexity because I think really the complexity is just the most simple thing. And really it's the simplicity that we have to focus on. If we focus on the Complexity. It's uh, Richard, it's, it's, it's complex, a complexity is simple. It's. I'm saying that the complexity is uh, something that if you focus on it, it might appear that way. But if we look around it and focus on the simplicity, the complexity might just vaporize. Well, what do you say about? Let's just see what Jack says about that. Absolutely. I, I, when you're able to do that, I think that that is. But but then then you know, uh, oh my, I have to pay my bills and this happened. I have to fight with my boss and. And then all that real life stuff, uh-huh. um, you know, we're still of this world. We yes. still have to let's just hear, let's just uh, listen to Jack a second, see if, if she's got a uh, yes. response on that one. Yes. Fair enough. The, this enlightenment business or, or finding the truth of what is underneath everything, your mind isn't going to help you, Bob. It's not going to help any of us. The, <laughs> the mind can't work it out. It's not, exactly. it's not wired with, with the equipment to go beyond mind. So mind is a tool and there is something that will use mind to pay the bills and talk to your boss and do that. But to keep that in perspective, I guess, because what you are is playing at being Bob. What you are is playing 
at having a human life just for the fun of it. Whether or not you're having fun is another thing. That's a thought. But, mm -hmm. but something, something that is prior to your mind, when attention stays there, it's all over. It's all over. There is no further realizing. There, nothing is actually a problem. Thoughts and what you say and whatever is going on is passing through. It's just passing through. It's just what's happening in the moment. But to invest in it, into, you know, to invest in what's happening and almost to energetically jump out. You know, you know that feeling of being caught in something, sucked into something. When that happens, there, the awareness has left what you are. So it's, let's just say it has one to thing. Let's just say that uh, mm. you said thoughts are passing at that yes. point, but also responsibilities are passing. That's a thought too. No, no, just like this, like this. Responsibilities are passing, and they're getting and and uh, and they're actually uh, getting fulfilled, <laughs> and that's passing too. That they are being fulfilled without even a doing this. I mean, you see them come up. You see your uh, your action happening. You see that the that the bills are paid, and you see that it go, it subsides. Yes. I well, mean, because I didn't want to just throw it out. I didn't want to just throw it out and say, okay, thoughts are passing and and let them go. Because I wanted to say, sure. you know, they're being fulfilled. Yes. They're doing their their thing. Yes. Right. And and, and, and sometimes uh, when we kind of just step back, it kind of uh, less intervention is, you know better sometimes. Yes. So I, did, I wanted to jump in and say that about responsibilities, but I didn't want to stop. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. So it's keep it's going. perfect. <laughs> you know, Bob, some, it's, maybe this, con it's a concept, but it, 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 it just might help. Like a, a low-grade aspect of mind will take care of meeting the boss. It's like it doesn't need all of attention. Life doesn't need all of your attention. But we, we, we're, we're trained, we're conditioned to think that you well, must exactly. be 100% one, be on the job. 110% exactly. is demanded. What well, the heck is What's 110% pray tell, you know? So, so actually, very little is needed. Just clear focusing on the moment of whatever is happening is enough. Some aspect of you can stay relaxed and attention can stay behind. And awareness, yeah, we're, yeah, we're focusing on what's happening. But yet, attention, the bulk of your attention rests behind it, knowing that mind is just using concentration as a tool. But to lose yourself totally and be the one doing it, that will bring pain. That brings anxiety and stress exactly. and the package. Well, I think most of us, my observation is the tail is wagging the dog. Yes, yes, indeed. indeed. But that's what and, you... And, you know, and we, we know what to do, but then doing it sometimes is challenging. But you, know, you, you approach it with a sense of humor, you fall off the horse, you get back on it. And hopefully the time frame between that you spend less time in confusion yes. uh, and, and, and take yourself less serious. And, and it's a humbling experience that happens to all of us, yes. in, in honesty. And, uh, and, but you keep focusing on you know, truth and what is and what's really important. And, uh, it, you know, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a difficult thing, but at the end of the day, it's the only path. Listen to this one, Bob, because I want to really ask her a question, because she said right. at that point it's all over, you know. And I think that meant that, you know, her attention just dropped in. And then the, uh, the thoughts and actions and responsibilities were passing, but it was all over because the attention was just... Tell me what that means. Um, in that context... What you there, meant by that? Yeah, you know? th there came a time when, when attention stayed on what was real, on what 
I am, what is, what everything is. Attention stayed in there and the, I suppose the capacity to believe a thought as being real died. So thoughts are seen to be what they are. An engagement with them happens, but they're never believed to be the truth. Right. It's, it's always seen to be something that is just a mechanism, a, a life force that is passing through. Um, I, I remember some, somebody mentioned this, stated it as, uh, as clouds passing by. Yeah. That you can observe them and um, not, not have to, they just kind of pass by and that's they're right. there. You can't deny them, they're there. That's right. But uh, they don't have to be all consuming and they don't have to, again, the tail doesn't have to wag the dog. You can observe them and That's right. put them in their proper perspective. Yes, and, and participating in life will happen because energy moves through form. That which you are is, is, you know, moving through everything that's physical and not physical. Everything appearing to be so mm -hmm. is, is just energy. But mind will label different, table, chair, glass, Richard, Jack. Mild will do this labeling. Without that labeling, without that activity, that busyness of mind, everything is, is as it is anyway. It just doesn't have a naming. There isn't an activity looking for something to be sought, something to be worked out. But, but whether Jack says that's Richard and that's a table, or whether that doesn't happen and stillness is prevailing, nothing has changed. But mind so will just, be, yeah, you yeah, know? The energy, we could just sit there and it comes to us. Yes, it will come to you. Activity, yeah. Yes. The, the proper, but you don't chase the butterfly, stand there, and it'll light on your shoulder. Yes, it's, it's if, true. If you're in a meditative It's mind. true, it's true. And sometimes effort will happen through your form and sometimes non-effort. And both are okay because it's just in the appearance. It's just how, how, it's just how life is. But, but you're not that. You're not that. And so rest attention in what you are. So in the beginning... When we're believing our thoughts, we've got to kind of unbelieve them, to say, hold on, it's a thought, and you've got to step back. After some time of retraining the mind, of learning how to, how learning right. its parameters, the That's stillness prevails. Nothing less is required, which is, you know, yeah. very challenging for most. It, yeah. You know, even, even when we know it's right, it's still challenging. Yes. And I think most people don't even know it's right. I think they still believe they can get there through thought. Yes, that's right. That's right, and that's that's a fool's errand. Yeah, yeah. No, your right. mind can't. Your mind is not going to help you to annihilate no, itself. No. I mean, why would it? I, I no. would use the metaphor that uh, Einstein, who had a magnificent mind, uh, if you charred his mind, it would still be <clears throat> finite, however bright he, he was. That's right. But if there is this truth, this God, excuse me, this spirit, this this oneness. Then, then it transcends thought. It transcends the finite. It has to, in fact, be infinite, which is beyond thought. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it, it's an easy way for me to, again, if, if Einstein can't get there through thought, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, okay. The rest of us can't either. Great. Well, that's right. a wise move. That's a wise move. But you know, yeah. Bob, I would challenge the idea of infinite, because mm -hmm. okay, words are going to catch us here. Yeah, yeah. But beyond infinite, beyond oneness, that's what I'm talking about. Because they are still concepts that mind likes to hang out in. Right, right, right. And right. that's only a well, temporary I mean, hit. We, the mind can't really conceive of infinity. No, it can't. So when you're at vastness, take it away. When you're at infinite, take it away. When you're at oneness, take away the one. All concepts right. must go. Right. 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 
you continued the refinement process. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, yeah. you listen, it's been a delight. I, 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 I don't know that you answered the question. Who influenced you or, or did anybody either? Um, well, at the end of the line, Ramana Maharshi. At the end of the line, Ramana Maharshi. Wow. But, but there was a long, progressive spiritual path followed by then. But at the end of the line, Ramana Maharshi, yeah. That was the, the solidifying Okay. Teacher. I'm not familiar with him or her. Indian. Yeah, an Indian guy died in 1950 in the okay. in Tamil Nadu down the southeast. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. I tell you that that eastern thought seems to have such a. <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't get caught. To, uh, they didn't get caught up in this rat race that that you know that that we yeah, did. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just simple there. So it's like here we go, all going back, having done all this materialistic world and discovering, hey, this isn't it. What are we at? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, and who's happy? I mean, we yeah. we have all this stuff, and we're yeah. so in control. But are we? Uh, and and are we happy? And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's all. I'm interested in peace and and yes. comfort and joy. And yeah, good for you. And if you've got that, I, I want to you know I want to uh, yeah. tap into that. And most yeah. of the people that have all this stuff uh, aren't really that happy. You know, not yeah. that you can't do both. But check uh, out that book, uh, uh, Bob uh, and. Uh, I really yeah, thank I, you for your call, and you really brought well, up some great subjects. Some it's really great subjects, you know. You and your program. I yeah. Hope it continues for quite yeah. a while to come. And I'll just leave you with one okay. final quote. I remember after All I right. was in the Himalayas, I read uh, a poem of Rumi, um, R U M I, and, and he said, "Out there, uh, beyond uh, right thinking and wrong thinking, there's a field. I'll meet you there." Wow. Uh, Let's do it. Well, I wish well, I could invite everybody you there, you know. I'll continue to watch you on, on the television. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye for now. Thanks, Bob. Hmm. I wish I could say that on the TV, you know, like uh, between right thinking and wrong thinking, there's a field. Let's meet there. Yes. But in, in that field, there is no me and you to meet. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know, there isn't because the me and you were the ideas. Were the so, ideas were the, the right ideas. thinking and the wrong thinking yeah. and the thinker, huh? So the in right that thinker field, there's and the wrong nothing. thinker. There's nothing. But but in that field, there is what is fulfilled, peaceful, perfect freedom. That's that's what's there. That's what's there. And it's 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 what everybody is. And it's like, hey, shout it from the rooftops, but sure. You know, it's you know, so so many people are, are, are still experiencing and trying to see if the outside world would make them happy. And then we're talking gobbledygook, you know. It doesn't make sense unless mind is asking those serious questions and has worked out certain things at certain points, you know. It's an organic process, isn't it? You know, we can't we can't push it or shove it or but it's fun. The whole thing is fun. This exploration of what is real. <laughs> so that field is empty. Gotta have uh. a word with Rumi. <laughs> so this is, I don't know, we're really going into it. Yeah. I think we're really getting to where we, were, we wanted to, uh, yeah. what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And uh, a couple of good calls. And you explain in your book, yeah. and uh, no, hmm. it's dead simple, isn't it? We can make it complex, or yeah, I, I don't want anyone to start saying it's complex, no, it's and not then complex. and then we just leave it at that, you no. know, because we got to say that That's you it. know, there's a complex side that is the when you're approaching it from the same old, That's same right. old. That's right. There, you said it perfectly. Yeah, there's a complexity in backpedaling the thoughts you believed to be true. 
or trying to fit them in somehow, That's or trying right. to restructure, take those thoughts, and if I just put them in in different positions there, it'll probably all work out. Yes. And, and it does put a few of infinities in there and a few that's other right, things in right, there. That's, and that's what mine really does. Ones, you know? Because while mind is still subtly trying to no, suss it out. It's very you know? subtle, right? Very because subtle. You, could, you, could get, you could drop into another thought so fast and you think, oh, this is it now. Yeah. And then, no, not at yeah. all. No, not at all. And, and the moment that you think, this is it, I've it worked out. Hey, yeah. no, you've lost the plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is no working it out. It's, it's emptiness and, and mind doesn't like it. Right. You know? So uh, well, one thing we want to talk about a little bit uh, is uh, what's coming up uh, this week, you know, because we're in meetings. We've got meetings in Forest Park, actually, and, uh, and we're going to put a number up there now where you can uh, uh, see uh, see where we uh, where you can – actually, this is my cell number, you know, so you can call that later tomorrow or something like that. So uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 7 to 9. Uh, it's just Forest Park. is like nine miles just on the blue line. It's at Harlem. And uh, you're all welcome. And uh, then we're going to have a full weekend. Uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday will be a morning and a, an afternoon. And mm -hmm. then uh, there's time to talk to Jack, see Jack in person, and just kind of commune with, uh, with us. And uh, that's going to be Never Not Here, you know. Never Not Here is on TV. Never Not Here is in person. Never Not Here is on the website, and uh, I don't know. And come along and join us, because we've just Absolutely. got a week to play with this stuff. Yeah, so. we're going to really play, yeah. so we're going to have a ball. Yeah. And uh, you can see we got big smiles, <laughs> I hope they rub off. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so how about that? hope some people will come. Yeah. Mm. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, and okay. uh, so... Thank you. Thanks so much for yeah. letting us in your living room, you know, and for tuning in. And uh, just been a ball, you know. This <laughs> is the fastest hour I've ever uh, spent, you know, and <laughs> really flew. Yeah. And uh, I can't hardly believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting over your space, the two of us. There's so much to say on this. Oh, yeah, it's magical. Yeah, 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 why fight not? Up, let's <laughs> fight it up. Why not? Yeah, it's, it's great fun cruising around this topic. I love it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Ask you for this dance. What will you say? Are you gonna throw the chance away? Do you hear the music? Just play.